Welcome to the Social Lights podcast with Kate Vandervoort, where I interview changemakers and innovators on how they connect with their tribe on social media. Brought to you by Social Mediology. Welcome everyone to episode 55 of the Social Lights podcast. I am here today with Ali Fernando from Kajabi. Ali has been with Kajabi for more than four years and has progressed from social media marketing to director of brand experience, whilst also being responsible for massive growth in the Kajabi community. Their Facebook group alone has almost 27,000 highly engaged, loyal customers, of which I am one. Ali works to bring the Kajabi brand to life through culturally relevant offline events and experiential programs that connect people in meaningful ways with the Kajabi brand. Welcome, Ali. It is so great to have you here. Thank you so much for having me, Kate. I'm very excited to chat with you. We were just talking offline that um, the we actually got to meet in person in San Diego last year, and it was literally the week that the world started to unravel, and we were just talking <laughs> about how we we were the last kind of people that we met before before everything changed. But having been a loyal Kajabi fan for oh, I think six years now. Um, I often tell people, um, you know, that Kajabi is the one company I am super happy to pay my money to every month and <laughs> I'm a massive fan. So meeting you in person, given the amazing community that you have built with Kajabi was such a privilege and we had a great time connecting there. We did. It is always the joy of my life to be able to meet customers and Kajabi heroes face to face because it's one thing to talk you know, within the walls of a Facebook group or uh, via email, but it's such a different experience to be able to meet face to face and at one point in time, shake your hand and be able to hear your story and how you've built this business is just incredible. So it was my pleasure. And truly, you were probably the last person I met in 2020 before I went into lockdown with me and my husband and my dog the rest of the year. <laughs> So, Ali, I want to get into Kajabi and what an amazing product you have there shortly. But tell me first, was it what is it that lights you up? What gets you out of bed in the morning? Huh. Honestly, I absolutely love relationship building. I love the feeling of meeting new people, hearing their stories, hearing what has kind of like lit them up inside and what has really ignited a fire. We were just talking about this before we jumped on, but um, the thing that I love to unlock with people is when what they're passionate about and what they're talented in meets and the intersection of that, like, I think you just get absolute magic. And so for me, what I'm really passionate about is people and connecting. And I think I have a skill set that aligns with that really well. And so I basically get to wake up every day and build relationships with our customers um, create experiences for them and just overall get to be a champion for people who are making a difference in the world, which is just incredible. It's such an amazing thing to do every single day. Oh, I love that. And you're in the right place to do that. I mean, the whole platform is about enabling people to do just that. So very privileged to be in the role that you're, that you're in now, but tell us how you got there. It seems like the ideal role for you. So what was your journey to, into Kajabi? It's been a wild ride, truly. So I, um, this is actually a fun fact about me uh, that is a little unknown, I would say. Um, and that is, I actually started at Kajabi four weeks after I graduated from college. 
So I was very, very green, fresh in the workforce. I had done, you know, a, a multitude of different um, internships and had jobs all throughout college um, that really laddered up into the skill set of social media marketing. I had worked for um, a makeup studio at one point doing all their marketing. I worked for a blog, a local blog, um, building community and doing their social media marketing. Um, so had lots of relevant experience, but was very, very green. And um, Kajabi at the time was just a like local lifestyle, you know, software company. It wasn't what it was or what it is today. Um, it was clearly having success and clearly um, an exciting place to be, but very, very different culture. Uh, four years ago when I joined, there um, was a lot of kind of like interpersonal connections. So a lot of like, oh, I know this person. I went to college with that person. Also, fun fact is that Kenny, our CEO, went to the same uh, college that I did. So a lot of just like local people who all kind of knew each other and were doing this really awesome thing. And so luckily, I had a, a connection that had worked there. And saw this role opening for social media manager. And I thought, okay, I could do that and went in and very green to the software space as well. And um, just really had such an instant connection with our founder and um, with our president and just everyone in leadership and everyone on the team just really felt like they were my people. And so I started at Kajabi and my official role was like social media manager. And truly, I feel like that was the time in our company's history where it was total startup mode. So it was totally like all hands on deck. You, you never said that wasn't my job. You kind of participated in everything and anything. And I would not change that season of my life for anything. I feel like that first year at Kajabi was truly like the thing that has, has and will continue to define the rest of my career for the rest of my life, um, because I was able to just kind of get to do everything. There was a season where I was learning from one of the top YouTube um, advertisers in the world. He was teaching me how to do YouTube ads for Kajabi because we didn't have anyone on staff that did that. And so I got to do that. There was times where I would be in Photoshop designing things and I'm so not a designer. I like my, our creative team would laugh if they looked at any of my designs from back in the day, but I designed things because we needed that at the time. I got to take photos. I got to do all of our social media marketing. So I truly felt like I was an entrepreneur inside the walls of Kajabi and I got to do everything and learn everything. And so from that um, one day, I remember I you know, had been interacting back and forth with a bunch of different influencers on our social platforms because that was what I was really like narrowly focused on. Um, and I remember thinking, there's something about influencer marketing that I think is really, really interesting. And so I went to our president and our CEO, because at the time you just waltzed right into their office and you could talk to them and, you know, ask them anything you wanted. It was a very casual environment. And so I went in and I said, Hey guys, I think we have an opportunity here to do some influencer marketing. Um, you know, I've ha been having conversations with people and I think there's a really big interest here in collaborating and partnering with these people. And Kenny, our CEO said, I don't think he knew it at the time, but he pretty much defined my future. He said, oh, you know, influencer marketing is cool and we should definitely do that. But we actually have this like small, small, small group of affiliates. And I don't know if we have really invested much into it, but I would love to have like an affiliate partner program for Kajabi. So could you like try doing that? And I said, sure. Why don't we just try doing that? Never done that before in my life, but we'll figure it out. 
And from there, we continued to build the Kajabi Partner Program, um, which fast forward to today um, is a huge, huge, huge acquisition lever for the company. Um, our affiliate program has grown massively and um, that kind of has naturally evolved into what we now call brand experience, which houses community, which is our official Kajabi Facebook group as well as our partner program, our hero program, and then experiential events like our um, meetups, our in-person networking events. And then in the year of COVID, we've been doing virtual meetups and virtual summits. Um, so just any type of experience you would have with Kajabi outside of the product, my team kind of helps bring that to life. And so long story short, that's kind of been my journey at Kajabi. Um, and throughout the entire time, just really leaning into relationship building, both internally and externally, um, figuring out, you know, what do partners of our brand want? What do they need? How can we better serve them? And then that has naturally evolved into, okay, what do our customers at large, our heroes at large, what do they need and how can we serve them? Um, and building programs and teams um, to help ladder up to that. Wow, what an amazing yeah. journey in really what's been such a short period of time. And you guys mm -hmm. do give cars away to your affiliates. So, I mean, <laughs> really doing it at the top level. <laughs> we are, yes. So we do a lot. We send, I mean, not just for our partners too, but on Brand Experience, we also have the Kajabi Hero Program, which you're familiar with. It's, you know, our loyalty rewards program as people grow in revenue in their business on Kajabi, we reward them with packages and swag and we celebrate them. And so we do a lot for our customers, but it's so much fun. Like I really feel like we get the pleasure and the honor of pulling the human parts of Kajabi out of you know, this typical software as a service. Like we get to be human. We get to have relationships with our customers. We get to celebrate their wins. And we get to do that all within this amazing, amazing product that we've built. I love my Kajabi swag and postage at the moment from America is really, really slow. I'm waiting on my next delivery. <laughs> I know. I can go put a good word in, but yes, COVID it's has already really thrown a wrench. Just somewhere in the world. <laughs> Floating around there. Yes, COVID is has not been great for deliveries. I'm very glad that we're only partially in the swag business. <laughs> um, but yes, it, it is so fun to watch people receive these packages and it's just like that small moment, which I think we'll probably talk about this later, but it ladders up to this idea of community building. I mean, if you think about a software, right, you're logging in, you're doing your thing, you're building your business, it can feel kind of lonely and it can feel kind of isolating and it can feel scary. And so at Kajabi, we value our customers so much that we want to take a moment to send you a clunky physical package that you get to rip open like a kid on Christmas morning and open up the package and smile and stop and say, oh my goodness, I made a thousand dollars. I made $10,000, however much money I've made online. And that's pretty amazing. And Kajabi just likes to take that moment to celebrate that. And I think that also answers your earlier question of like, that's what fires me up. Like that is so cool. And you don't get the opportunity to work for a company that wants to invest in that very often, in my opinion. And I will say so many companies say that they do that. Kajabi mm -hmm. does that literally. I'm going to fangirl all podcasts because Kajabi does that at so many different levels in your journey with the business. And mm -hmm. um, it 
it truly, because you're right, you know, I work largely on my own unless I'm working with clients. And particularly when you're doing a lot of the online uh, course materials, there is a lot that you're doing on your own. And Mm -hmm. I absolutely feel like I'm part of the Kajabi family. I feel like you're invested in my success. I feel like you celebrate my successes. When things aren't going well, like if I've got tech challenges, I've never experienced service from anywhere as much as I do from Kajabi. And I loved that I even sent you guys a hamper of cookies a couple of years ago and said, thank you for taking my money. And you guys posted it all over social media with you eating your cookies. And it was just such a an awesome moment, you know, strengthening all of those relationships. It's, anyway, I could talk forever about how wonderful Kajabi <laughs> is. But for those that don't know, Tell us a little bit more about what Kajabi does. What impact do you make in the world? Yeah, so Kajabi is an all-in-one um, software. We've been saying that that term a lot, um, but we basically empower and equip entrepreneurs, experts, creators, anyone who has this knowledge that they want to share, this subject matter expertise that they want to monetize we give them the tools to be able to do that. So um, you can build websites websites in Kajabi. You can send out emails in Kajabi. You can have courses and membership sites. We also just announced that we now do podcasting. We have coaching and newsletters coming very soon. So we basically empower and equip everyone with the ability to monetize their knowledge online. Um, so if you think about, you know, this creator economy, people who create content for a living, um, if you're on a platform like YouTube or Instagram or any social platform, really, you don't own anything on that platform. It's not yours. Even your followers are not your own. That platform can take it away in a second, or it could be shut down in a second, or you could get locked out of your account or whatever list of things that could happen that could honestly be detrimental to the business and the content that you've created. And so Kajabi gives you a way to really easily own all of the things that you monetize in your business. And so, like I said, you can build websites, do all your email marketing, you can brand things all to your look and feel. Um, You can connect with your audience. You can teach a subject matter expertise. So um, a couple of examples of Kajabi heroes that we have. Um, We have, our CEO loves this example. We have a a Kajabi hero named Dean, who was a firefighter um, for like 30 years or something crazy like that. And he retired and he decided, you know, instead of just taking off and, you know, kicking his feet up, he wanted to do some, some good for firefighters around the world. Um, And so he decided to create an online course for, um, for firefighters who are just coming out of academy and trying to get hired on at a fire station. He teaches them, Hey, here's the things that you need to do to get hired at a fire station right out of academy. And so he, you know, sells this online course to up and coming firefighters and helps kind of give back to that community by teaching them his knowledge of 35 years in the industry. Um, So that's a great example of he has this very specific subject matter expertise that now he can monetize by building, you know, this course on Kajabi. Um, Same thing for like fitness trainers. We have yoga instructors. We have, um, you know, a woman who I love this example. She, her business is called Chair Whimsy. She teaches people how to custom upholster chairs. Um, Yeah crazy things. So all the way from like the most niche down creative 
thing that you could ever teach to kind of the more broad topics like digital marketing and fitness training and that kind of stuff. So a wide variety of Kajabi users, but essentially we're empowering them to sell their knowledge online. Wow. Amazing. So where I first got um, familiar with you was seeing you be really, really active in your Facebook group. Tell us a little bit about the journey of launching that group and how that has supported your customers and your community. Yeah, honestly, the community has been something that since day one at Kajabi has been so close to my heart. Um, so I, um, like I said, that first year at Kajabi was the, the moment where I really thought, okay, this is, I need to be as hands-on as possible because as this company grows, I'm going to have less opportunity to get kind of down and dirty with all the things that I need to. Um, and this is going to be, give me the best skill sets, um, you know, long-term in my career. So one of those things that I did was really go into the Facebook group, which existed prior to even when I started at Kajabi. At the time, it was this small group of, you know, our customers who would go back and forth. We had support people in the group. It was very, very different than it is now. Um, and I just intentionally started to respond back to people. And I even like, just to give you a little glimpse, I didn't really talk technical like very early on because I didn't want to give people bad advice. I didn't want to like steer them wrong on the platform. I mainly just went in there and I celebrated and I said, okay, I know how to be a human so I can be a human in this community and I can connect with other humans. I don't need to go in and try to, you know, teach them how to run automations or build an email campaign. I can just celebrate them and I can connect with them and I can learn who our customers are because that's going to equip me to be better at my job. And so I started doing that. I started going in and posting on people's, you know, celebratory posts and, saying congratulations for, you know, reaching this milestone in your business and learning more about people and asking questions. And from there, it honestly just exploded. I feel like that's when the community kind of came to life, when it became less about the, you know, tactical like support, like the very minute details that they needed and more about the overall experience and the overall strategy and what are, what are we doing on this platform and what am I doing in my business and, and celebrating the wins and celebrating other people and listening to other people and learning from other people. Um, and so fast forward to now, you know, you mentioned earlier, we've been able to cultivate it to be over 27,000 people. And I really truly attribute that to our customers. Like we like to make that space for customers, by customers. Um, it is 100% your domain. We're just giving you the kind of four, you know, web, more metaphorical walls to kind of house these conversations, but the conversations are your own. And so um, it's been a really interesting journey. There's been a lot of ups and downs in terms of, you know, how much do we want to offer support in these groups, like hands-on technical support. How much do we want it to be, you know, customer led versus content led versus Kajabi led. Um, and we've, you know, had some moments where it was, uh, has done really, really well. We've had some moments where it was maybe a little bit less engaged, but I think it's all about leaning into the relationships and building out strong community alliances within the group. So knowing who your top engagers are really leaning into those people, getting them to um, befriend other people. And you have that kind of ripple effect, right? And for us, it's not about building a Facebook group. For us, it's about building a culture. It's about give, giving people a space where they feel truly seen, truly heard, and truly known so that they can then take that community and that culture back into their business on Kajabi and build the business of their dreams because they see 
oh, Kate did this on Kajabi or, oh, Ali did this on Kajabi or I heard this tip or this, you know, little strategy or I saw this example in the Kajabi community. So now I'm going to go implement that in my business um, and have the impact that I want to have. So I don't know if that answered your original question, but that's a little bit about how we think about the community. Um, and I'll even just end with this. It's been really amazing to watch and see the ripple effect of just Kajabi at large, let alone the community, because what we're doing is empowering people to share their knowledge so that they can empower other people. So that example of Dean with the firefighter school, like Dean is literally changing people's lives. He's teaching fire young up and coming firefighters how to get hired on so that they can have a job that not only they love and they're passionate about, but that they can support their families, that they can make an income, that they can have a career, a long lasting career. And he's doing that through the knowledge that he has through the Kajabi platform. And so knowing that we're having that impact on Dean so that he can have that impact on his firefighter students so that they can have that impact on their families, like that is the reason why all of us get together all day long and try to make this a better place and a better business. Oh, and, and you do, you do. <laughs> um, one of the things that you talked about that I think so important and is often the difference that makes the difference in a community is the culture. And I love, you know, it's been, um, being a part of that community has been a real learning experience for me and in the work that I do with people in terms of building community. But I love, you know, every company has things that don't always go right. I love that when things don't go right, you know, if there's an outage or something rarely happens with Kajabi, but you guys deal with that in such a, an upfront, authentic way, which I think goes and, you know, goes an enormous way to building trust and credibility with your community. Um, but you are, you do have this really lovely balance of being hands-on, but then referring people to tech support when they need it. And um, what I noticed with your community at one point, there was a big shift where you started to have, and I've forgotten what you call them, but they're not ambassadors, but they're people mm -hmm. in your group who are customers um, mm -hmm. but are helping, helping the community. What do you call those? And at what point did you? It, it was ambassadors. Oh, it was ambassadors. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was Kajabi ambassadors. Yeah, that was a really interesting time. Um, it was honestly, we were growing very quickly and it was a system that we put in place to be able to make sure that the community was getting the support that it needed from the people that know it like the back of their hand, right? Because they're customers themselves. Um, and it was a really beautiful time of allowing the community to kind of like flourish on its own while internally at Kajabi, we were trying to figure out all the different moving parts of, you know, like I said, four years ago when I joined, it was very much a lifestyle SaaS company that was like, hey, we're doing this really cool thing. And then, you know, about two years in, it was like, we're in hyper growth phase now. And it's, this company has taken off and there's clearly a demand and there's clearly, you know, a product market fit and all of these things kind of clicked into place. And so it was go time. And so this era of Kajabi Facebook ambassadors really allowed us to put systems internally in place to really take care of the community and make sure that we could continue that ethos of Kajabi hero, no matter how big we got, right? Because it's one thing if you have a thriving, robust community, if you have a thousand people, 
5,000 people, 10,000 people, but now we're at 27,000. And that's just people in the Facebook group. That's not Kajabi customers. That's not even half of our Kajabi customers. So like being able to scale as that reaches, you know, the 50,000 mark and the hundred thousand mark and being able to make sure that the one person's experience out of the 100,000 is just as good at that phase as it was back in the day that was the most important thing for us. And so I really have such a love in my heart for our Facebook ambassadors who stepped in in that time and really helped us cultivate that. And now we're lucky enough to have Paul on my team, who is an amazing, amazing senior community manager, who's come from amazing companies in the past building communities. And he has really coined that phrase of like, we're not just building a community, we're building a culture. Um, he is on our team and really building out even more systems to allow our Facebook group to continue to scale. Um, and so, yeah, it was a, it was a really awesome time. And I definitely recommend that if you're starting a community and you're starting to see it get really, really robust and really engaged, think about, you know, really tapping on those key community engagers to help you grow and cultivate the community, or at least help you kind of spread the same ethos that you want spread. Um, they're going to be your powerhouses and they're going to change the way that the rest of the community thinks and perceives what's happening in that community. Um, so I always am a big advocate for leaning into your top engaged uh, people in your community and really using them to um, not just like, you know, do the Facebook ambassador thing where they're actually moderating whatever, but like really be a light for your community and truly be bring that, that affinity for it and that advocacy for it as you continue to scale. And it's one of the things, which is why I was a bit that crazy Australian woman when I saw you in San Diego, because it's so lovely when you're so present in a community and you build these relationships and you feel like you get to know people. But I, I was a bit, I said to you, I have a bit of a professional crush on you, Ali, for your amazing <laughs> community building skills. And it is like now I know who Kajabi Paul is. He's in the group all the time. So you can you know, really establish those relationships, which puts really great scaffolding around your, your customer relationships. Um, you've kind of already answered this, but um, I always like to ask this question of where community sits in the business and how is it valued? And some companies started off on the side and then it slowly becomes more and more important. Um, but it sounds like community is really at the heart of everything that you do at Kajabi. How is that structured within your business? Yeah, it really, truly is the center of everything we do. So I even like to say that community at Kajabi started even before the Facebook group was founded. Um, I would trace back the origins of community at Kajabi to the Kajabi Hero Program. So I don't even really know how the whole like sending swag and packages came about. But I know from the beginning of this business, Kenny, our CEO said through and through our Kajabi customers who we call Kajabi heroes because they're our heroes. They are the reason why we do everything that we do. They are the reason why we build the products that we build. They're the reasons why we have the support team that we have. They're the reasons why we invest in webinars and in events and in meetups. They're the reason why we have a Facebook group community that we invest in people like Paul for. Like if they are not successful, if people like Dean cannot share his knowledge and impact other people's lives, then why does Kajabi exist? It, it doesn't at that point. If you can't have success on the platform, it doesn't exist. And so everything we do is centered around that ethos of our Kajabi heroes first. 
Um, and so I traced the origins of community at Kajabi back to that moment when Kenny, you know, kind of put his, his flag in the ground and said, we are going to be about our customer and it's not just going to be a marketing slogan. It's going to be baked into everything that we do. And I wish I could show you, but I have this manifesto that Kenny wrote to our entire organization that literally says those words. And so when I say that it's not a marketing slogan, I mean that like every official document that circulated internally has that same ethos and that same vision surrounding it. It's that everything we do is for our customer, by our customer. Um, you know, we are empowering them to change lives. And so that's really kind of the start of it. And from there, communities kind of naturally evolved. And when I say naturally evolved, I don't mean to say that it's always gone up and to the right. You know, there's been moments of flexibility and of learnings. And, you know, there was a time where, community sat on customer experience and it was very centered around technical support and it was very centered around, okay, we're going to unlock um, different roadblocks for our customers when it comes to technical support. So when they have questions, instead of just submitting a ticket to support at kajabi.com or, um, you know, filling in the, the live chat, we're going to have community available for them to troubleshoot. That doesn't scale, in my opinion. That's not what people crave from community. I mean, I don't wake up in the middle of the, the night and think, I want to go post in the Facebook group to know how to do an automation, right? Like, I go to the Facebook group because I need inspiration. I need to be empowered. I need, a, you know, a, an example of someone doing this well. I need camaraderie. I need someone to cheer me up. I need to champion someone else. I'm feeling excited and I want to share. Like, there's so many other reasons why you are drawn to community and connecting with other people. Support tickets, probably not really on the top of that list. Helpful, yes, but not the most helpful that we can be. And so um, there was that kind of critical decision of like, okay, where are we gonna put this and how are we gonna maximize it for our customers? Again, with that base and the root being everything we do is for our customers. And so um, there was that decision that was made to move it over to brand experience where we kind of already cultivate these experiences with our customers via events and we have the hero and the partner program where we're already celebrating their wins we're cultivating relationships with them and we're growing kajabi with the partner program and so it kind of naturally found its home here on brand experience and i will say that it is i've never seen a company that invests this heavily in its community and like truly believes that like i said it's not a marketing slogan it's something that we um, fully believe in and, and all of the meetings that I'm in all day long are us kind of bringing each other back to that that point of like well what does this mean for our customers how is this going to benefit them how's it going to change the landscape of being a creator um, in the creator economy and how can we better equip and empower them to have the impact that they want to have um, so yeah that's kind it. of the importance you feel of it. it as a customer yeah. um, you absolutely totally you know, I think we're all part of communities or experiences where you still feel a little bit like as the customer, you're the commodity and they're looking at what else can you get from the customer. And I've never once in my journey with Kajabi ever, ever felt that. In fact, it's been the opposite. Um, and I love that you talk about, you know, in my workshops and when I'm working with clients, I often talk about Donald Miller's story brand and, and that whole concept of, Businesses so often see themselves as the hero, um, but when you truly make the customer the hero and you see your role as supporting them on their journey, and literally I talk about Donald Miller story brand and then I talk about my Kajabi experience every single time because it's such a, 
Um, I've literally never experienced it with any other company in the way that I have with Kajabi. So you you yeah. nail you nail the manifesto on a day to day basis. Thank you, and I I'll think it's gushing. important. <laughs> I no, please gush more. No, I'm just kidding. Um, no, I think it's important to remember, like as a consumer out in the marketplace, like how would I want to be treated? And how, like, when you think about building your own communities for whatever business, you know, for those of you who are listening, like, whatever business that you're in, like, how would you want to be treated? Do I want to sign up for another software product and get a cold, impersonal email that, you know, tells me how to use their software and not really feel connected, not really have examples, not really know the strategy behind what I'm doing? No, like, I don't want that. I want someone who's going to personally know me. I want to create relationships with people. And I, I want it to be a self-service thing, right? So like I can go to this community when I need inspiration, but I also can thrive on my own with Kajabi and I can go in and I can do my thing and I can hustle and I can not pay attention to anything else except for my business for months. And then I can go back to the community knowing that they're going to be there to help celebrate me when I'm ready for that. And so I think it's just about continuing to keep that mentality of what would you want to see in your business and thinking about things that make you happy in your own consumer journey. For me, I'm a huge, huge Disney fan. And I love thinking about, about the way that Disney makes me feel when I'm watching a movie or when I'm buying, you know, a product or when I'm at one of their theme parks, when I'm scrolling down or scrolling, when I'm strolling down main street, I've done a lot more scrolling than strolling in the past year. Uh, when I'm strolling down main street and I smell the popcorn and I'm about to walk in and buy a Disneyland sweatshirt, like what is that feeling and how do I capture that and, and really like replicate that for our customers? Because it's true joy. It's not, oh, I'm going to buy this sweatshirt because it's going to profit Disney, right? It's, it's like, I'm, I can't help but to have that experience because it just makes me so excited. Yeah, well, you do that beautifully. I feel the popcorn, <laughs> I smell the popcorn and feel the, feel the sweatshirt. <laughs> Actually, fun fact, I have heard that they pump that smell into <laughs> Main Street. Because they know that you experience things with your senses. That's one thing that we talk a lot about on brand experience. It's a little bit different than community building, but like experiential, you know, like you, you feel things, you smell things, you hear things, you see things like that's how, that's what makes up your experience with a company. And I think that also is what ties into people's experience with Kajabi. Because if you think about like, what are we actually selling? We're selling software which you're going to look at, at a computer screen, probably slunched over, typing away by yourself. You know, that's a product that we're selling. And so to be able to build this community that shows you that it's so much more than that. And it's, it's about the impact that you're going to have. And it's about the relationships you're going to build. Like that's the thing that's, that gets exciting, you know? And I think that's for any company, you have to think about what's the actual thing that you're selling and what's the the thing that you're unlocking and the excitement around that and how can you really like build a community that gets that part because that's the exciting part if only you could pump the scent of popcorn into a facebook group although maybe it would be coffee for the kajabi facebook group i think it would entrepreneur community is powered by coffee powered for by sure coffee. So you started talking about um, for companies or businesses that are wanting to start a community, what would you, you know, I think we spoke offline about the fact that community really lends itself to tech type companies because there's lots of different touch points. There's lots of different ways that you can build that community on the journey that the customer has. But if you're a more traditional type business, you know, what are some of the, the recommendations you have for people who are thinking about starting a customer community but not sure how to do that? 
Yeah, for sure. I would say um, it's all about the data, right? So really lean into who are your customers? What are they saying? Where are they hanging out naturally, right? Because I think as a customer base, you are going to have some crossover with where people are already hanging out, whether that be a specific social platform, maybe actually like a physical location, if this was pre-COVID or maybe, you know, post-COVID world, um, really understanding those people. And if you don't have that data accessible to you, asking your customers, like we do that a lot with the partner program where maybe we don't have the data of what is, you know, what they're thinking or what they're saying about a specific thing. So we just ask. And I don't, I think like a lot of times people think that they need to have it all together. Or they need to like know these things intrinsically, but it's like, oh, I'm not going to project what I think on my partners or my customers, or, you know, I'm going to ask them what they want and we'll, we'll deliver on that promise much better if I have a clear understanding of what they want. And so I would say, if you don't have the data of who your customers are or where they're hanging out or what they actually want, ask that in a survey, you know, it's a simple email out a tight form or, um, you know, do a poll on social media, what, whatever way that you can get any type of data around what your customers are saying that they want. And then from there, let that inform where you go with your community. So if they say, you know, I really would love to learn more about what other people are doing in this industry, or would love to learn more about, you know, the specific topic in your niche or whatever it might be like that can be content that you can custom create for that community. And if they say, you know, I really love Facebook groups and I hate Instagram. Okay. Maybe you do a Facebook group. Maybe they say they hate Facebook groups and they love, you know, hanging out on Twitter. Maybe you create some sort of weekly tweets that becomes a chain. I don't know. You know, that's an interesting concept, but really understanding what they want and where they are so that you can better serve them. I think that's key in starting a community. Um, I also think we talked a little bit about this earlier, but it's all about really, really understanding how we, oh man, it's totally, it just totally went away. That thought. While you're what thinking about say? that, if I can just um, add to what you said about listening to your customers, again, it's one of the things you do so well because your development cycles are literally led by what your customers are asking for. And I've been on multiple calls where your team has asked in the Facebook group, um, you know, you've all voted on this particular functionality. We want to understand what that means for your business on a day-to-day -day basis. What does that mean for your community? How would you use that? And then they jump on a call with me and actually ask me why that particular, you know, feature or functionality is important to me. And again, it's just unheard of when you think of any of the big brands where you just feel like you're one of a million. It's just a very personalized way of saying, we care about why this is important to you. And then yeah. six weeks later, you see the functionality released and you're like, I helped create that. <laughs> yes, it creates a sense of ownership, I think, for sure. And it, it really allows people, yeah, it's such a, it's like a, um, a double win for everyone because you get to listen to what your customers want. So you know, when you release that thing, they're going to be excited about it. Then they feel a sense of ownership, a sense of pride. They want to lean in more to your business. It just creates this, this relationship, right? And I think we overcomplicate what relationship building is for businesses. Cause it's like, if I told my husband that I love brownies and he brought me, you know, broccoli, I'd probably be like, well, I told you brownies, broccoli's cool, but it's not exactly what I wanted. Right. 
But if he brought me brownies, I'd be like, you listen to me. I love you. Thank you. And now I get to del- eat this delicious brownie. And this is like and a very stupid a analogy. Facebook. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's a very simple and kind of abstract like example, but it's so true. Like in your relationships, if you ask someone something and they don't deliver on that, there's probably a disconnect there. And you'd probably have a conversation about it or something, you know, and then we expect that our communities are going to act differently when we do that same thing with them. It's like, no, they're, these are people and they, they have real expectations. And if we don't meet those expectations or if we can't meet those expectations, that's another conversation. Like let's figure out how we can kind of, you know, readjust their expectations or explain why we can't meet them or just be honest about it because that's going to allow you guys to meet where you are, as opposed to, again, them having some crazy expectation and you not being able to to get there. The thing that I was going to say earlier that we talked about that totally jumped out of my head, I hate it when that happens, um, is this idea of leaning into those people within your community, or if you don't have a community yet, maybe your customer base or your following or however you're, you're tracking with your business, leaning into your most highly engaged customers. So these are going to be the people that have already bought from you who are coming back month over month, week over week, however often your cadence is, um, and really engaging with your content, interacting with you. Maybe they're the people who are commenting on your social platforms, who are emailing you back, who are paying you the highest you know, price item that you have. They're buying that from you. I would say if you're starting a community, go to those people first. And start to kind of put the feelers out of like, hey, I'm thinking about creating this space where I bring the four walls, metaphorical four walls, and our community gets to have this free space to, or maybe it's a paid space or whatever, but this space to be able to be with one another and talk about X, Y, or Z. What do you think about that? And then once you get their thoughts and their opinions, start to get them to really buy into this vision that you can create together because community is not about one person creating content. That's a membership site or that's a course, right? That's someone paying you for your knowledge. Community is about the culture that you're creating across all of these different relationships with your customers and their friends and their family and the people that are within the four walls. And so allowing your highest engaged customers to be advocates in that community. And if you can paint the picture of the community that you want to build, they can start to help that picture come to life because they'll jump into the community. They'll say, Hey, Kate really wanted to build a world that was, you know, consisted of these types of conversations. So I'm going to jump in and I'm going to start a conversation. Right. And so really starting to lean in and nurture those highly engaged customers to start and be the founders of that community. Like you're already setting yourself up for success because there's people that understand your vision and they're helping you execute on that because they already love what you do. Yeah. I love that. And then I think coupled with that, and I heard a great example the other day, someone said, it's like if you sell washing machines, people don't want to build a community around talking about washing machines. They don't care about that. But maybe a good fit for that community is talking about DIY cleaning tips around the house. And that Mm -hmm. might be a natural fit for people who are you know, that you're creating something that's meaningful to them, solving the challenges and the problems that they have rather than the product necessarily that you're building around. Yeah. It's the same way that you think about marketing a product, right? You don't lead with just the thing, right? You're, you're solving a problem. Every business exists to solve a problem. So how do you communicate that solve to your prospective customer? How do you paint the picture of you know, this is the problem you're having. We understand why it's frustrating, connecting with them on that human element and then sharing 
this is how we solve that problem. Here's our product, right? But don't lead with that because that's just going to turn people off and they're not going to understand fully why they would need to purchase your product. It is where most businesses start out though, right? With social media marketing and often they're broadcasting their messaging and it takes some time for people to move along that continuum to really get the benefit of, of these platforms and how they connect people. Yeah, I think it's really about pulling yourself out of it. It's not about you at the end of the day. It's not even really about the product that you are selling. It's about the thing that you're unlocking, the thing that you're solving, the thing that your customer, it's, it goes back to the Donald Miller framework of you're not the hero, your customer is your hero, you're a guide in their journey, and how can you unlock this amazing journey for them so that they can get to a place that's better than where they started. And if you keep that at the nucleus of everything that you do, your community is going to be off the charts. People are going to want to come to your community. And that's the human to human element that I think between that and listening to them and communicating to them as if they were your friend or your husband or your partner or someone in your life that you care about, you keep those two things really, really close. I think you're off to the races. Oh, I love that. I feel like we could talk for hours, Ali. <laughs> I know, I know. I want to finish off with one question, which is more of a personal one, which is your, apart from the Kajabi community, which is your favourite community to be a part of and why? What makes that special for you? Oh, that's a good question. Oh, my. Oh, man. check regularly? <laughs> like, does it have to be an actual, like, online community? Yeah can be offline anything okay um I would have to say my family but I want to caveat this by saying that it's not my immediate family but my the husband my husband that I married into this family they are extraordinarily close and I think there's this like this thing that people think just because your family you're going to be close but I know that that's not true. And after marrying into this family where there's extended cousins and it's like cousins of cousins, but we're all the same age group, you know, going through the same life experiences. And we actually like every day wake up and choose to be connected to one another and to stay close and to have that bond. And we, you know, we find those common interests and we are um, involved in each other's lives and we champion each other. I just think that, that is what gives me purpose. And that's what gives me the energy and the relational like understanding to then go to my job at Kajabi or go to my job anywhere really. And think about how I would want to be treated in my community of my family, just because they're your family, like I said, doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be close. So working every day at those relationships, I think gives me this like different perspective when I come to work and I think about how I would want to be treated and how I want others to be treated and how, you know, I think that we should leave people better than we found them. And, and just really like leaning into that human side of things, because I have just this such amazing, vibrant community offline and in my personal life. Um, I don't know. I just think that, that, that there's nothing quite like that. And I never really, I never really had that experience until I married into this family and, and saw this like just deep seated respect and love that people have for one another um, and truly wanting the best for them. So I think if you have that in your life, like 
it's clearly going to spill out into your business and it's going to overflow onto your own community. Um, and there's nothing quite like that, that feeling of kind of like what I said for the Kajabi community being known and seen and heard like that. You couldn't ask for anything more in your personal, professional business, any life. I love that. There's some great analogies there between the family you choose and, and community mm-hmm. that you build. That's lovely. Mm-hmm. Oh, Ali, thank you so much for being with me today. It's been such a pleasure to talk to you and to fangirl about Kajabi and what an amazing community builder that I think you are. So thank you so much for your time today. It's been wonderful. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I always love talking to you. I can't wait to talk to you again in person someday, hopefully. Uh, It won't be the last time that we've met, but thank you for having me. I truly, truly loved being here and hopefully uh, was able to offer any type of wisdom for community building. I'm just a person who loves relationships and loves, um, you know, getting people together. And I think that when you focus on that and you really take away the, the scary elements of, oh my gosh, is this going to fail? Or, oh my gosh, is this what I'm supposed to be doing? And you just focus on the people like you can't go wrong. So I appreciate being here and hopefully was able to, to share some, some light today. Thank you for joining us on the Social Lights podcast produced by Social Mediology. You can connect with us on Facebook at Social Lights Podcast and you can find today's show notes and more episodes at socialmediology.com.au forward slash social lights. Please subscribe in your favourite podcast platform to receive future episodes and share with your tribe to inspire others to action.